2: This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman.
1: Welcome to the Best.
2: Hang podcast I am Mike we got Max we got Shane guys what's going on I feel like off the top you know I feel like for our listeners I just gotta say I know that our our, our release schedule has been a little infrequent maybe even waiting a little longer for these pods we apologize mm-hmm. things are so busy. Shane and I back in the office. We're working on a million things at once. Maxie is out touring. I, I, you know, every day on the socials, Max, I see another awesome, uh, clip of you guys (laughs) in some arena doing something exciting. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, how have you guys been? What's going on? Let's get into it.
3: This is free content that the people are getting. We don't need to apologize, Mike. They'll get what they're (laughs) given. Like, come on, this isn't a (laughs) Patreon (laughs) account. (laughs) That's
1: true. Um, yeah, it's been busy, but it's been good. Um, you know, yesterday we were supposed to pod. So we're put, podding on a Wednesday. And then on Tuesday, we got together. We for started. Like a, We started and you guys were together at work. And I could just tell that the vibe was just so shit because you guys had to like <laughs> share a computer screen. And then there was like a feedback issue. <laughs> And pretty quickly, it was just like, guys, let's just do it tomorrow. Like, you know, I, I'm a believer in throwing in the towel immediately <laughs> if the vibe isn't good. I suggested that, though, Max. Oh, you, you, suggest, you yes. suggested? Yes. You it. agreed. You, you agreed, but I suggested I agreed it. immediately, yeah. Yeah. but I could feel it. And then when you, when you suggested, it, I'm like, fuck it. Like, I, how many things actually ever have to happen ever when they're supposed to? Like, like a handful of things, but yeah. not many.
3: Like we're doing the, I was doing my taxes too, or not even doing the taxes, readying the taxes so someone else can do it. I don't like that. What does that mean, by
1: the way? Like, are you looking at receipts, or are you going through your bank statements? I have to organize (laughs) all the invoices. Every (laughs) invoice that I've I've done for
3: the year, which has been quite a lot of invoices with uh, this Mm. family tree and everything, and it's hard. Once you have a a side business, things get really annoying.
1: Mm. Can't you just write everything off? Isn't that just what people do? Just like ever, anything is a potential expense. It, it is. Hope CRA isn't listening. That's yeah. the problem. That's the receipts part. It,
3: you got to gather. You have to prove it. So you can't just write things off. You can, I mean. But you have to prove that you got the things and you bought them in 2021. And then it's like, okay, we bought that on December thirty first, but the it didn't get charged to my credit card till January twelfth. Um, and it's like, which year
1: are we on the side of? Did we claim it last mm, year? All these things we need to bad. check. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it's terrible. You think technology would have just figured this out for you by now? But I guess not. Yeah. Um, and you guys were back in the office together. Shane was really hating his life because he says a four hours of commute time, which if they're (laughs) making you go during rush hour, that makes sense. And you know, I, I propose like an 11 to seven idea. I know that maybe doesn't make sense with your children, putting them to bed and stuff, but, um, yeah, how's it going for you, Shane? Get going back in the office. When I
3: say the four hours, I include the time it takes to get ready for work, Mm. get the ride to the train station, wait for someone to pick you up, get the train, like the ride back from the train station. It's all very
1: unnecessary. Yeah, and you guys have to wear masks in the office too. Mike is wearing a mask right now because he's yeah. at the office. What's the vibe like get back at the office right now? Give us a rundown of that. There's a rule that you don't need to wear your mask at your desk, but mm.
3: if the, when I sat down, the person beside me put their mask on. So yeah. um, I was like, well, I better put my mask on then. And then the person beside Mike saw that I put my mask on and then they put their mask on. And then Mike's like, oh, I'm the only (laughs) guy sitting here without a mask on. And then Mike put his (laughs) mask on. Everyone's wearing masks at their desk now.
2: I only really take my mask off to crush lunch. So when I was stuffing some me -me into my mouth yesterday, I was maskless. But then I quickly put it back on, you know?
1: Yeah, I thought I thought it was going to
2: help morale. But is everyone like stressed out wearing the mask the whole time? it's the vibes are, you know, it, it, it's funny too. Cause when I think sometimes about like maybe our American listeners, like obviously we're kind of in this, this there's another wave here and all that stuff. So like, I think their tensions are a little bit elevated, but like, it is interesting when I look at other places around the world, especially like, you know, in America where it's like, you'll watch like an NCAA tournament and people are Mm -hmm. just, they're living their lives, Mm -hmm. mask lifts and all that. And then they're probably hearing us talk about coming back to like a, you know, corporate (laughs) office. And it's like, I'm wearing a mask in an, like sort of in a singular office right now to do this podcast. But you know, we're all just, we're trying to, to be as responsible (laughs) as possible. Yeah, well, it's strange times. Uh, well, we heard a funny anecdote from your brother
1: uh, who who works at the Toronto Raptors, and he was down in Philadelphia with the team, w- I guess, walking around the arena before game one and he had his Raptors gear on, and all the Philadelphia fans were berating him specifically yeah. about our vaccination policy because they have yeah. one player who's not <laughs> allowed to come into Canada. Uh, th- what's his name? Uh, uh, Thibal? Matisse Thibal, yeah. Matisse Thibal, who's unvaccinated, so he can't travel into the country. And they're just screaming at Greg, fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck Canada. <laughs> Let Thibal live, motherfucker. <laughs> fuck
2: you! Yeah, so, you know. It is what it is, but yeah, the office is—I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the way that I've, I've just—I've described it—is it's like it's like a time machine where nothing's changed, but mm. it's like a Twilight Zone version. It's slightly mm. off all slightly off because of the masks and all that stuff and you're missing some colleagues
1: that used to be around they're not there anymore like that's true just, yeah
2: yeah during i mean yeah during the pandemic there was you know some people moved on and yeah the vibes are just the vibes are slightly uh they're calibrated a little different but like shane said you know we i got a travel buddy so we commute in together and then shane and i still sit in our spots we're still back to back so v- that very much felt normal where him and i are all of a sudden in like a 45 minute random conversation about some actor or whatever uh And then we turn back to our desks. That part feels normal. Just everything else feels a little bit bizarre.
3: Yeah. It's definitely fun to be around Mike again. Mm -hmm. Like it feels like kind of high school. And I, I, I did find myself being sucked into a little bit of enjoyment throughout this
0: (laughs) and I didn't want to enjoy it as much,
3: but I found yesterday was kind of an enjoyable day as much as the recording the podcast was a nightmare. I'm, I'm having a good time a little bit. Well,
1: we should talk about, um, you know, speaking of getting back in the swing of things, Mm -hmm. uh, a thing happened to us last week, which was very reminiscent of olden times, which is Meeting up with you boys after work, you guys had a couple drinks at your favorite watering hole, and then we had a bit <laughs> of a, a night out on the town. And as Shane described it, it was like you know, two and a half years ago, I got drunk after work with Mike at the fir- at the Firkin. And two and a half years passed, and then I got went to work and got (laughs) drunk with Michael Perkins. Yes, it was like nothing changed. So, uh, yeah, who wants to talk? Who wants to set it up? Our our big night out, our reunion. It felt even better than the the olden
3: days, Max. Because something about you that night. One, it felt like you weren't going to come out. That everything Mm -hmm. felt like, oh, I've got a show the next morning. I don't. I want to make sure I'm at my best. Yada yada. So Mm -hmm. Mike and I were placing bets that you're not going to show. However, when you. Which is true. I was not. I was almost not going to come. I was like, just not in the mood. But yeah, (laughs) you went from not being in the mood to the party starter, which isn't you.
0: (laughs) Usually you're the
3: guy who's checking the exits when you get into a place, thinking how you can gracefully exit without saying anything to anyone. But the second you finish the drink, you're like, we should get another drink. We should get another drink. (laughs) You were really into it. I've never seen you that way.
1: What sparked that mode? Hey, a lot a lot has changed in two and a half years, Shane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so let let's set this whole thing up. So, for our listeners, this sort of really incredible thing happened. Uh, Manager Ash was like, "Listen, like, is the you know the Pod Boys? Are you guys interested in going to the premiere? Like, this sort of like really exclusive event for the new Kids in the Hall season on uh, Amazon Prime? So, at the Rivoli, which is here in Toronto on Queen Street West, that's where the Kids in the Hall got their start. Like back in the the early mid '80s, they would do. Live shows. Obviously, they went on to have their big TV show produced by Lauren Michaels. They sort of became uh, not just Canadian uh, comedy legends, but like sort of comedy icons to anybody who sort of cares about these things. I grew up like loving Kids in the Hall. We all watch it. um We think they're like amazing. So the fact that manager asked was like, "Hey, they're going to be screening some of their new show like in the back room at the Rivoli, which is also where we did our live show, by the way, with Catherine Reitman, the uh, lupus fundraiser. Mm. Uh, she's like, that's even happening. Would you guys be interested? But you know, a cool thing for the pod to do. We could talk about it in the pod. It's like, oh my god, like. Like, fuck yeah this is awesome like shane and i are going to be in the office wednesday the rivoli is a two-minute walk it's right near the fryer uh so that was the setup it's like the kids in the hall are going to be there this intimate thing very very sort of cool very exciting to see to get a look mm-hmm. also at the new show um so that was kind of the setup max was a little bit you know you were waning a bit on the mm-hmm. old the texts, and shane and i were like we'll have another guinness or like and and we were yeah we were both convinced you weren't going to come and then you came in hot you were ready to go uh you were the party starter It was it was a throwback night because back in olden times, there'd probably be
1: like anywhere between one to four events like that a month, probably in the city of Toronto, where there'd be some sort of like sports or entertainment coming together. And Mm -hmm. it would be like our friends or we know somebody putting on the event and it would be open bar and it would just be the best hang, and um, you know you'd run in. No, no, no pun intended. Uh, you'd uh, <laughs> run into f- friends uh, and sort of acquaintances and people in the industry that some some people that you like really look forward to seeing. Some people are like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't want to have to talk to that person right now. Ah. And you, then you kind of make your way to the other side of the room. Like even the thrill of avoiding somebody was kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah. you know what yes, because I mean? you're like, oh, fuck that guy. And usually it's not even someone who you dislike. It's just someone who you like. Ah, fuck! I didn't get back to his text message. Ah, uh, fuck. Okay, let's Shane, Mike, we're going over there. Come, 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 come. <laughs> and then you develop like a secret sign language with each other, where you're kind of like looking at each other, like over there, we're moving. We're well, moving. Well, you had a good Boys, line. <laughs> would
3: it, you were, you have a thing if you're talking to someone and the conversation ends, you had a good oh, line to leave. What was it?
1: I'm very confident at leaving anything. I, I've learned this, <laughs> and I have because I have to do this regularly. I'm very like committed and self assured. Because if you if you are at all sort of like apprehensive in leaving a conversation then it just gets awkward immediately but if you're like so i think that the line was hey sorry there's two people i need to see in that other room right now i'll uh i'll be right back but but not hey there's somebody i think over there that i uh, okay i gotta no you gotta be confident hey sorry there's like two people yeah. I just need to. Not only to is there
3: to. one person
1: that's going to take my minute. there's <laughs> two. So yeah. this is for sure done. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be a while. <laughs> that <laughs> um, was good. I got to learn but that. Um, and uh, yeah. And then, and then you end up, and the other thing is then there's the thing, this beautiful thing happens where you see somebody in the beginning of the night who, when you're kind <laughs> of like a little more sobered up who you're like, ah, oh, I like that guy. And no, I'm not really in the mood to get into it but then 3 hours passes and you're like I cannot wait to talk to this person and then you end up talking yeah, to this you're person
3: you're singing sea shanties and all that <laughs> yeah oh, that
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> sea, sh- <laughs> sea shanties <laughs> and it, yeah and it was an open bar there's food going around yeah um you know, it had juice,
2: like the kids in the hall were there. It was, it was intimate. It wasn't yeah. like overly packed at all. It was like this Not perfect all. amount of people. Like it was, cr- and, and then, yeah, I mean, we can get to the part where they screened it and, you know, talking to Bruce McCullough and Dave Foley. And, and it was so sort of like exciting, but we
3: got our photos taken like we were celebrities.
2: Oh yeah. They lined us up. We were in like the red carpet, um, But did you guys sort of, I put together very quickly. So like you get to the Rivoli and there's like two really big door people, like sort of like working security at the front. And then there's obviously the the person that's taking the names uh, when we go in. But I kind of realized pretty quickly, I don't know how long it took you guys that like people were dressed up. Like people were like, people looked nice. I think this was like a not casual outfit affair to celebrate the the release of their new season, like cocktails, like hors d'oeuvres. And we were very casual, which was fine. And because everybody m- immediately recognized Max from Arkell's, you get this kind of like um band exception where band it's pass, like, oh yeah. yeah, band pass. Those are band <laughs> guys. So it's not weird that chains in a dad hat or Max was like, What Max, what were you wearing? It was very casual. Well, actually,
1: to be honest, what happened was I want to
2: exercise and this is one of the reasons why I was late. <laughs> so I
1: went to in my exercise like gear, I jogged to the nuts condo cause I use his gym there cause, he's gonna, <laughs> cause I don't want to pay for my gym membership. Yeah. So I jogged there and I'm only wearing my like kind of ratty, like Nike training shoes that have been through like every weather uh, in the last two years. Um, and then, But then I realized I'm really late. And that was another reason. I was like, oh, shit. So then I go up to the nut's apartment. The nut is at Coachella. So I end up showering at his place. I've left shaving cream and a razor there uh, for, for situations <laughs> like this. And then I start going through his drawers and I find his underwear and his socks. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, we're the same size pants now. And he has... Um, uh, sweater. So basically I'm just wearing the nuts wardrobe entirely. And, uh, I, and it was like a hairy charbroils, like a uh, burger,
2: uh, sweatshirt, <laughs> yes. uh, which is kind of <laughs> hip. I got a lot of compliments on it though. <laughs> yeah. But did you guys notice though, that everybody was dressed really nice? Oh yeah, totally. Well,
3: I was just wearing a black coat and black pants and shoes. I, w- I was wearing a hat, but I felt I looked a little bit dressy.
2: It worked. And honestly, Mm -hmm. the like the motif or like sort of the artwork. They had all these like really cool, like vintage photos and posters from like the original kids in the hall, live shows at the Rivoli and stuff. Like everything about the the, the whole event was actually like awesome. And like for kids in the hall fans, like to be like kind of amongst that sort of history and the culture, it was like, it was, I don't know, like the event was like incredible. And that's before we even get to the part where then we get to screen what I believe was like the, the opening sketch from what the series, when it comes out in, um, I think it's coming out in April. I, Ashwood. No, I don't know May, when it May actually 13th. comes out on prime May 13th, May 13th. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we got to see sort of the opening bit, which was amazing. And you're watching it in this small room with the guys from kids in the hall who like, you know, when I was in high school, they were legends to me. It was v- definitely a very surreal experience where it's like, I was almost overwhelmed because I was like, okay, I'm partying with Max and Shane again in person this we're at this like yeah. event. where like Max. Like you said, we used to do kind of stuff like this all the time. And it's like, we just don't do that stuff anymore. So now we're doing it. Um, and then, I'm also like, oh, shit, like there's Dave Foley or Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. I'm like high school. I basically was just like also I was like, you know, six drinks in. I'm like, this is like I feel like I, am I in heaven? This is amazing. This is this is incredible. It was like over like it was like an over overload of sort of like um, of, of, of feelings. How were you feeling, Shane? Pretty cool. Uh, Yeah. Well, a little awkward. Okay. A little awkward because what happened was
3: I didn't know the, I thought it was going to be a less intimate party. So we really did stand out because we were Mm. dressed a little bit different and Max was wearing all these ridiculous virtual clothes. And then Bruce, Bruce was very comfortable on stage. And uh, they'd give a little speech before the clip, and he goes, Our Kells are here. And he points. <laughs> and I'm like, Uh oh, now everyone thinks I'm in our Kells. So people are paying extra attention to our group. And then when Bruce got off the stage, he came over to stand beside us. Yeah. So yeah. he's kind of paying attention to see how we're going to react to the clip. And if the clip is shit, I'm a bad fake laugher. So I'm thinking of that the whole time. I'm I'm under scrutiny. So now I'm under pressure to do a performative act myself, but I try to just pay attention, block Bruce out as hard as that is. And luckily the clip ended up being way better than I thought it could be. I, I had high expectations, but it exceeded those. the The filmmaking, the writing, the sound design, everything was so awesome. And then it was kind of surreal to see, bruce like rubbing up against mike a lot he was like he was like rub like in a friendly normal way kind of he's like rubbing his shoulders and he's like i'm gonna help you guys out with your show and everything and uh (laughs) it it made me a little bit jealous too yeah and I, i was wondering i'm like why is he taking a liking to mike so much and then like i couldn't figure it out i'm like why he'll why Mike? Why not Why not me? Because he saw the demo to the sketch show. I think, oh, he. if anything, he'd want to rub, be rubbing my shoulders. But then I remembered the Zoom we had with him. And mm. at the beginning of the Zoom, you teed Mike up as the guy who worships at the altar mm. of
1: Bruce. Yeah, And I didn't mm-hmm. get that tee up. Uh-huh. To be fair, though, you know, when it comes to personality types that are attracted to each one of us, I can see an old like. Like, someone like Bruce, like, just sort of having a natural chemistry with someone like Mm -hmm. Mike, I think your energy and your look is a little maybe strange for a person to really want to saddle up. I think the kind of person that puts their arm around you at the bar is, like, a bit more of, like, a sort of loud, like, Slightly more like Shady Boy, we're doing this, but let's fucking go. Shuts yeah. right now. Like, do you know what I mean? I feel like the Shaniac fan isn't the same personality type as no. Bruce. Right?
3: And I also think Bruce, he's a little bit shorter, and I find shorter people don't like me as much. I don't ah, know, first impression. I, that, that, I've noticed that.
0: Hmm, that's and I also,
3: impression. I've noticed this. Like, I'm going to put in my face. See this, yeah. this line, this indent. Yeah. yeah. And see yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. And then there.
1: Yeah. We can put, put a post photo that. I yeah. frown
3: so much that I have permanently frowned my... My eyebrows are like Uncle Leo in that Seinfeld episode. Wow. It's like like
2: you have like furrowed, furrowed. Like it's like you're saying your face naturally sits at like a less welcoming place.
3: Yeah. It looks like I have a scar right there. It looks like a knife went down my brow line and there and there. (laughs) And and I thought it was just one night that I slept funny or something. And Alex explained to me, no, you have, there's a word for it, but these brow indents that frowny, unpleasant people tend to get. (laughs) 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 She <laughs> like I don't I don't care about aging, but I'm actually looking like an unpleasant, angry person all the time now. So people when they see me, they think I might be more serious or rude or something than I am. So I'm considering Botoxing myself just to have don't a pleasant, disp- not
1: not to be young, to be pleasant. Stop it. Stop it. It'll make <laughs> you, it, that's a road you don't want to go I'm down. I'm kidding, Max. I'm not going to st- Botox, but <laughs> okay, thank it's something. Uh, I, I, I might have surgery. Botox. Okay. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, But I think part of your brand, uh, Shane, is this look of um, being incredulous. Like what? Huh? Are you kidding? Huh? What? It- yeah. It is. Oh, absolutely. Like hmm. th- that's a big part of like you're very you act incredulous a lot and I Do think I mind? that
2: would I don't know. I, I think you're. I think in public you're quiet. I think what we're talking about is like what is what is what does he give off just in his first impression? And I think what you're talking about, Max, when you talk about like the let's do shots, Shane, like you know, Shane, you're the guy that when we're at a resort, like people come up to you and ask like where they can get drugs. So I think that you have like a party. People but- asked me at the Rivoli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> well, it's funny because what Max is describing about the people that like to do shots with you that happened at the Rivoli. Like you, <laughs> so you people had like we met some friends or some people people that we'd never met before and they took such a liking to you that they kept wanting to line up shots with you <laughs> yeah, and do drinks true. with you all night so like that actually happened at the Rivoli uh so it was like so I think th- I think there's like a, a party vibe where people see you and they're like oh that guy parties yeah, or something like mustache that
1: and everything like your yeah, energy yeah. is like asking for it I mean the other big moment in the night uh, because a lot of it, a lot of the night, I should say, it was just the three of us scurrying away into a corner so we could just talk to each other. Right, it was like, great. We, that part which was, was great. Which was awesome. Also, I want to note that the juice of being in the room with the comedians who have created this like awesome skit and everybody seeing it together for the first time and it being really good—that's an amazing feeling and it's a unique thing too, right? It's like how often are you with people? who made the thing that you typically would watch by yourself on TV. Like, like Absolutely. You know, collective laughter is so special, but to be in the room with people who filmed the thing was was awesome too. It
2: killed too. It killed. Yeah. Like Shane said, that opening sketch was so damn good, like cackling out loud. And it was so weird that Bruce was right to like our left, like kind of watching us watch it. It felt like, you know, whether yeah. that was perceived, like whether we made that up in our mind or not, but it was like, it was that he was right there. And the sketch just, it slayed. It was so, so cool. I mean, it made me really want to like screen this, our sketch show, like our yeah. Pilot. Like in front of people. We like have to theater, do that, you know? We're going to yeah. do
1: it. We're going to do it. We're absolutely going to do it. Um, So the other the big thing, like, so we sit, we sit down sort of on the side in the back room of the Rivoli and we're waiting for the thing to start and there's somebody standing like four feet from us but it's sort of like we're kind of behind her slash a little to the side so we can't really make her out exactly but it's this um, beautiful <laughs> person wearing this sort of like pink silk outfit. It was like an elevated look like... There's some gravitas to like her, you know, aura. <laughs> uh, gravitas. <laughs> Gra- gravitas, uh, as we say on the show. A, a gravitas? And, toss? and, and um, we should note that the, the Kids in the Hall uh, reboot is picked up by Amazon. And the reason why this was happening on that day is that Amazon was basically doing, it's like upfronts, basically, it sounded like, where it's like basically all the big shows for Amazon that are going to be streaming this year are sort of being presented that day. And they had a big... Um, event at Massey Hall uh, where members of the Tragically Hip were there talking about their new documentary and there was somebody who was like, this person looks so familiar. Could it be her? It's not her. Could it be her? It's not her. Could it be Julia Stiles, our childhood <laughs> crushes? They're like, no, nah, it can't be her. can't be her. And then it turns out it was her and she watched the skit with us. And I was kind of curious, were you guys ever thinking of saying anything to Julia? Cause nobody did. Uh, and if you did say something to her, what would that line have been? <laughs> I'm pretty good with facial
3: recognition. And um, I believe you both asked me if it was her. So I gave uh-huh, it yeah. her a good look and I said, it's definitely not her. So I was wrong. <laughs> so you were that, wrong. Yeah. that helped me from not wanting to walk up to her and say anything. Because I didn't think it was her. If I thought
1: it was her, I'd be very tempted to. Be, and what what would you say though? Um, this is a great question because I think we all have this 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 fantasy, this thought of like if we were run into somebody, you know, who's played some part of our life in like celebrity culture. What what would the line be? And and yeah, what, what do you what do you think you'd say? I'm in Arkells. Could I have a photo with you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the bassist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mike, I, I, what would you say? I, I, I don't know. I probably would just like, I'd ask her, you know, I'm like, oh, are you a big kids in the hall fan? You know, like I would talk about what we're there to do. Um, if we ended up talking to each other, but, and obviously like Julia Styles, there, there was a buzz. It's like, cause obviously she's a huge part of when we were like younger and she was in all those movies and stuff, but I, I she wasn't like in like my top 10 crush. So I didn't get that like butterfly mm. feeling. Or anything. It wasn't like I saw Natalie Portman, let's say, but sure. I will say Max, you definitely you got an extra boost once you were like, oh my God, that is Julia Styles." And yeah. I'll say like 20, 25 minutes later, you know, it was like someone had said, oh yeah, she left. I felt like you felt you, you lost a little something. You were a little bit yeah. well, I Because I, I think you want to do a drink. I think you wanted to have a drink with Julia Styles. I was
1: thinking, what well, I say, did, did any of you guys have like the thought of like settling down with her and starting a life together? <laughs> I never thought
2: about that. No. No, you never? No. Okay. Natalie
1: Portman, I thought about that. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so, I, you're, I, think, wow, so this this is deep this is deep for you max i didn't no, realize it's how profound this even, was it's not yeah. even
1: like uh i mean i i like julia styles and but no it's more just like yeah just seeing like a big american famous person i feel like we see a lot of like canadian famous people all, yeah. right all the time and you're like oh, whatever but seeing like what is she doing here like what she's in this room like with 40 other people watching kids in the hall skit like just the context is yeah. kind of unusual um, she has a show coming out a comedy show that's right uh and she um but here's the thing i don't think you want to call com- you don't want to say you're my biggest crush in high school because she's no. probably sick of that right you yeah, hate that you, you need to that. compliment something you need to go on wikipedia and see what she's done in the last few years and then really lean into that because i think that is uh i think wasn't that's she the in of-
2: like a wasn't she in a famous dance movie yeah like wasn't save that the one the last big dance big- save the last save. dance so, so maybe, maybe, maybe
1: you ask her for a dance
2: no, you go up and you actually throw down a challenge, Max. You mm. actually start, do, you do some moves and see if then she'll pick, take the challenge. <laughs> Immediately removed. Frontman of our Kells gets drunk at Kids in the Hall event and Arras harasses Julie
1: Styles. <laughs> uh, man. Um, but yeah, that's um... I, I also
2: well there was there was some funny stuff. We're, we're we're kind of there's a tight hallway in the in the Rivoli, kind of going to the back theater area from the bar in the, the front room. And in that tight hallway, Dave Foley comes walking through. Obviously, Dave Foley's like arguably the mm-hmm. most successful sort of kids in the hall outside of kids in the hall. He had the sitcom news radio, we had uh, the, uh spin, was it Spin City? Yeah, yeah. Right. That spin was the City.
1: Yep. for sure. Yeah,
2: Spin City, yeah. Was it Spin City, the Michael J. Fox one?
1: It was. I'm
2: wrong. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but Dave Foley had something on C- CTV it's called spin something He was a PR guy oh, anyway.
3: right And then it got bad Because the guy was filming women and they had it's to cancel like the a show controversy yes. <laughs> yes yeah not dave but one of his co-workers yeah
2: no dave is cool dave's cool so we anyway big star uh dave foley comes walking through this tight hallway and me max and shane happen to sort of like be going by at that moment so he kind of slows down and he sees max and he says uh he's like my, my my nephews or my kids i can't remember are a big fan of your band mm-hmm. so dave gives max a compliment sort of rate is like we're passing and max was like oh like you know where where are you are you are you in town like where you where do you live in now and he was like i'm in toronto he's like i was in la and max like why oh well how come you left la and he's like i'm going through a divorce and we were like it was within the first 30 seconds and then all of a sudden (laughs) it was like well this just got awkward but dave did it in a way that was like he almost he knew that he'd made it awkward and i think he had it like he had that boyish smile like that little glint in his eyes but And then Shane goes, well, her loss. And he, then the smile kind of went away from his face, which was very funny.
3: Yeah. I'm like, you bring up the divorce. I say her loss to be funny. Give me a laugh. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you're not on the LOL show anymore. You can let it out. And then like 10 minutes later, I had to pee beside him and just dead silence. (laughs) It's like when you pee beside somebody and all you hear is the piss noise, it really exacerbates the awkwardness.
1: So, oh, man, yeah. normally like I'm, I'm an expert conversationalist when it comes to like, oh, like just kind of like asking people sort of casual, but like interesting questions. Oh, why'd you move to New York? Like kind of just kind of getting right into it. But occasionally it's because there's like been a death in the family or a divorce. I'm like, fuck. And you just feel like such a fucking idiot for bringing it up because it feels like you're one of your
2: go-tos like where you yeah. live and why you know what i mean yeah, and then it's totally. like you, every once in a while you run into a oh this opened up a can of worms yeah Yeah. oops <laughs> um, but yeah it was uh it was it was it was an amazing night and uh it was just nice to kind of like yeah like open bars like us three back it just felt like uh, old times you know yeah, yeah. it was really great yeah. it was nice it was really nice to catch up with you too
1: because i because you know i talked to you on this thing but i don't get to talk to you about you know we don't talk to each other about like like real life problems on this yeah. podcast, right? So it's like it's nice to kind of open up and complain to each other about stuff, which we did a little bit of. <laughs> we t-
2: it, what's it, it looks like we do this podcast. It came out of sort of our our friendship and you know what we get out of each other when we're hanging out in that in those moments. But we we those moments have become so few and far between that it, when we got together last Wednesday, it became in essence what like we always were doing with each other you know what i mean like it was like it got mm. back to the source of what created this podcast but in the most sort of like the the sort of the real sense one of the things that was funny though is like so we say our goodbyes it's late you know and shane and i gotta get back to hamilton and max like all right all right i, got, I gotta get out of here we're like all right see ya, brother and we say our goodbyes and shane and i sort of finish up and we we step out of the rivoli and we actually run into somebody that we knew from high school just completely random he was walking mm. by and he was like Shane, Mike, we're like, oh my God, we're like, Jay, that was one thing. And then she like, well, before we like head back, like, let's like get some food. I'm like, I definitely need some food. So let's go to the, the A-dub beside, uh, you know, just, you know, a couple things down no we went to mcdonald's we
3: in- what happened was we see jay i'm getting harassed by a cocaine dude because like a soup, co- cocaine and tequila but he's he's doing it like it's a joke but he's deadly serious about it too but he <laughs> like wants to have the safety net so i'm like no we're, we're, we're no nah, we're gonna go to mcdonald's so mike and i like rush ahead and go to mcdonald's we've already said goodbye to max otherwise we would have invited you to mcdonald's mm-hmm. We go to McDonald's. Somehow it's closed. It used to be a 24-hour McDonald's. There, I yeah. guess it fell on hard times because oh, of COVID or whatever.
1: We're yes. like, oh, dang.
3: But at least we got away from cocaine, dude. Then we go back. <laughs> and who's in the a A&W, because a and is open, Max Kerman, yeah, munching that. down. <laughs> Was that like, did you want to eat in solitude? Is that why you didn't say, hey, come have a bite with me? Or were you embarrassed? Oh, yeah, I, didn't like, have, I, didn't, I
1: I had no interest in talking to you guys, right?
3: It was no, weird. No, yeah. Then you felt you looked like you got caught doing something wrong. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I just changed my mind and I was I was stealing some of your onion rings and then you kind of you got very protective over the onion rings." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I just like to be on my own my own calendar, my own schedule, um, you know, in that moment. So I and I had mentally checked out from the night. So I was like, "All right, this is Maxi time now. I'm going to listen to oh, a podcast. Yeah. I'm going to have my own thoughts. I'm done." And, I'm, and so I'm, I'm not going to be on anybody else's schedule. So if I want to walk home while munching some of the onion rings that was in my head, I'm going to go. And uh, I don't owe, any, owe you anything more that night, Shane.
3: I just think you didn't want to share your onion rings. <laughs> Pretended you were going to like.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that was a great, great uh, night. Thanks so much to uh, Manager Ash for sorting that all out. And uh, it was, yeah, that was, was fucking awesome. So uh, what else is going on, guys? What's what's in the news? Max, I know you got some stuff you want to talk about.
1: Yeah, well, there's a news story that I think really resonated with Shane. Uh, The headline is, uh, US Man Gets $450,000 After Unwanted Work Birthday Party Triggered Panic Attack. So the story goes that a Kentucky man, uh, he worked at a medical laboratory. Um, He asked his colleagues to not uh, give him a birthday party because he has an anxiety disorder. But... um, the person who was responsible for the birthday parties, uh, he who he talked to, flat out forgot about his request. So um, he, I guess, found out that they're planning like this lunch cake event and then hid in his car because he was like, I can't be around people trying to celebrate my birthday. And then he was fired the next day <laughs> was asked to leave. Well, let me get this right because I...
2: I um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry it's a longer article i should
2: have been more prepared um i think what happened was so like he avoids the party and then his managers talk to him about it and he becomes like he's agitated in that meeting so yeah
1: okay go on. um the next day according to the lawsuit he was confronted and criticized for his reaction according to my client um they started reading him the riot act and accused him of stealing other work other coworkers' joy <laughs> this confrontation (laughs) triggered another panic attack amid this attack butcher said co-workers asked burling to stop using coping mechanisms including quote hugging himself when he did not the staff members walked out (laughs) butcher said the way they say they believe it was in enraged and possibly about to get violent at the conclusion of this meeting and because the plaintiff had a panic attack the plaintiff was sent home from work for the remainder of the 8th and 9th of august He apologized for having the panic attack, but his lawsuit said three days later, he received an email from the company informing him that he had been terminating. He had been terminated because of the events of the previous week. And so that's why he's (laughs) suing. So this is an interesting lawsuit. So he he got $450,000 for his wrongful termination. As Um, he should have. Yeah. Yeah. So Shane, you said this resonated with you. Like uh, this happened to me. This exact same thing happened to me. (laughs) Did you get paid? I I didn't know. I didn't get
3: paid. I got nothing. I didn't know he requested not to have it. That's an extra element that when you sent the article over originally, I just read the headline, but it didn't say that. So when I was 18, my friend Brian Wood had a surprise birthday party. He had it at the, uh, he worked at like a YWCA or something. So they closed it down and we got to play basketball. It was a great time and it was a great surprise and he loved it. And my dad and my stepmom talked about because they were invited too for some reason. And they were saying how it was a great event. And I was like, yeah, but I would never want a surprise birthday party for me. So don't ever do that. I liked attending a surprise party, but I don't like that for myself. I just don't like being looked at. People are expecting me to react better than I can. it's too much stress for me. Anyway, cut to a month later. My dad asked me to go to a baseball game in Buffalo. We're going to see a minor league game like the Buffalo Bisons. I'm excited. I loved going on. It's a little bit of a drive. We get chicken wings. It's always a great time on the way to the game. All of a sudden there's a little detour and we go to like a chicken wing place. And once we go inside to to eat, there's all these people there cheering and saying surprise. And I just (laughs) internally combusted and I felt like crying and I just wanted to run away. So shit. I guess you could sue your dad, I guess. I don't know (laughs) what to do. Like,
2: why would they do that to me? I never got <laughs> to they the Okay, you. Did so, they so, so, forget, so let's go back to that. But I asked them not to. You wanted to cry, but what did you do? Did you just sort of like, were you just catatonic? How did you react in the real, in the moment?
3: A phony, kind of pretending I was happy a little bit, but really yeah. you could tell, like you could read on my face that I, I wasn't having a good time with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like. Birthdays are weird for me cuz I'm traumatized from a kid having my birthday on Mother's Day and no one coming so I really mm. don't like that attention on my birthday. I can't handle it. Has uh Alex tried to ever surprise you? Um it's different. I'm comfortable with Alex and I I'm comfortable to say like uh to to really show if I if I'm not showing anything she doesn't take offense to it. So mm. it's different. It's just with friends and then casual friends it's even worse and then weird acquaintances it's and the turnout even for the surprise party was embarrassing it wasn't even a good turnout
0: (laughs) (laughs) so that just made it worse
3: and in fact when my dad told me i was going to a bison's game i asked my one friend chris pinder who from our last podcast he played one of the mafia guys who threw me in the trunk I said, uh, my, I, "I I go, Chris. My dad says you can come to the AAA baseball game with us." He goes, "Sweet," and uh, he didn't even know. He forgot about my surprise birthday party, and he was <laughs> disappointed we weren't going to the AAA baseball game. <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh, Chris, you knew about this?" He's like, "Oh, right, yeah, I forgot." So he he wouldn't have <laughs> even been there if it wasn't for me
1: wanting to take him to the baseball game. Anyway, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Um, has there been like, um, any moments where you just like go in your mind straight to lawsuit? You're like, I'm going to sue somebody. Somebody is getting sued today. Like if for any personal experiences, sometimes when I get really, really, really pissed off, I think about suing people. Yeah. I mean, you in, have, in, in a, you have a
2: litigious mind. You're constantly going there. <laughs> I think, yeah. well, yeah. Well, Max, what's your take on this situation? Cause in some ways I almost feel like you're like, um, like this guy who had the panic attack, he is so in the right. It's not that hard. Like why yeah. would the coworkers want to throw him this party when he specifically says, don't throw me a party? Like, are they messing with him? Do they like, what is going on there? That there's something weird going on in that workplace for it's sure. It's not like he seems like a nice guy either. No. Yeah. There's, that's what I'm saying. Like, but we all have like odd characters in an office setting or any court of group setting, you know, where you put these, put people together to work together. You're always going to have a, a sort of a wide spectrum of personalities. But it's like, why would you insist on giving sort of maybe the one that clearly can't handle it? Like, why would you go through with it? it I just don't understand the thinking, which is clearly, obviously, other people agree. That's why he got $450,000. Um, you know, I it's just wild. It's it's a wild yeah. story. Well, I
1: feel like you, you see this happen, I think, more and more if you're, like, following some, like, subgenres of Instagram or just, like, just, like, types of people uh, who use, like, the language of, like, love and community, but it's actually like disguised as just sort of like a self-interested thing that they're doing kind of for themselves. So it's like, clearly the party committee just loves being the party committee. Like they love the idea that they're, Figuring out the cutest cake to buy, and they're decorating the room, and they're going to be taking Instagrams of like their great job, but it's in the service of other people because we're just trying to create a nice space (laughs) in the office. Like, and then when they get told that they can't do the thing that's really about themselves, when they get told that they go, You're stealing joy. (laughs) (laughs) They also hid in his car. Uh, Weren't they hiding in his car? No, no, he he had to hide in his car. Oh, okay, after yeah. After he was surprised, and they're like, "Stop hugging yourself." He's like, "It's a coping mechanism. I'm fucking stressed. I gotta hug myself." It was like, "You're stealing joy." And when you hug yourself, it weirds me out. But you you see this shit all the time when it when it comes to these like health and wellness people. It's like it's really just about themselves. It's like fuck yeah. off, you know. Um, so you
3: think you would be able to tolerate me if I started hugging myself after you tried to throw a surprise party for me? I think you'd make fun of me.
1: No, no, come on. I I have, I have a lot of, uh, empathy for people who are, who struggle with like anxiety and, you know, especially in social situations. I, I, I like to think I'm a pretty perceptive person. I would not, I would not go down that road. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but I did, um, I did think about, yeah, just like the idea of, um, Yeah. Wanting to hold people accountable. Now this is like this guy's lawsuit. It feels reasonable to me, but, um, I was like coming back from Pearson. I was trying to think about like the last time I really wanted to tweet something angrily, which is never Mm -hmm. a good idea, but I was coming, I was coming back from LA a few weeks ago and I was at the Pearson customs line and it took us like an hour and a half to get off the plane because they were so backed up at customs and once we got off the plane, so it was an hour and a half to two hours of waiting on the plane. Once we got off the plane, we were probably standing in the line for another hour, um, just like the the long, snaky zigzag line. And it was because there was probably only, probably about a third of the border guard windows were actually filled with border guards. Like the rest were just empty. I was, yeah. it was like, this is irresponsible at Pearson Airport. And I, I actually feel bad for the people working because they have to deal with all this shit. But it's like, whose fault is it at Pearson for not, you know, making sure that enough staff was on hand? And you see this all the time. I really wanted to tweet about it. Uh, and, And if I was in a rush, though, to get somewhere, let's say I had to like I was getting off the plane. I had to be at some event or let's say the band was playing a concert. I would have sued. I would have sued Pearson Airport. No, you would
3: have tweeted it, and Pearson would be like, here's a free trip to Mexico, Max. And you'd be like, thank you.
2: Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) You've touched on something, though, that makes me furious. Max being comp (laughs) things? Yeah, tweeting. Like, if I'm getting my license, and they're understaffed at the windows, and there's, like, a room full of – it's like you got ticket number 42, and they're only on number 28, and there's only two people – at the window you see there's the passport office too but there's like nine empty windows especially for a government service you know what i mean i'm just like it's, as far as i know the government isn't short on funds like why are you understaffed in a moment like this and this has been literally going on for 20 years you know every t- time i've needed an official document but this is probably a pretty common complaint
3: that's how you keep your money though you don't overstaff mm. right i guess and they know too they're already known for going slow so why switch up the
1: reputation
2: <laughs> why, why why to deliver? pleasantly
3: surprise people
1: yeah <laughs> um do you have any other topics that we can get to before we wrap
3: up I yeah know. I won not one I gambled free credits that Mike gave me a hot tip on I feel like we could share that bet 365 <laughs> what? you heard yeah. of this
1: no talk, talk, let's talk about it
3: there's a gambling so app oh yeah Mike you explain it
2: Oh, I was just going to say, so the bet three, six, five is like this gambling app that like I've been using forever. I think it's like a European app, but I, that's how, when, when the bubble basketball started, like I'd never really bet basketball before, but I decided to just cause I wasn't spending money on games. We talked about this on a past pod, but what happened was Ontario recently changed their, there was some legislation that legalized this or something of that nature. Yeah. So what happened though was bet three, six, five then had to create a Canadian app that adhered to the guidelines in this province, whatever. So What was complicated about this is anybody that was on the old app that made what's called a futures bet, meaning like at the start of the year, uh, I was actually at odds. Great barn Hamilton uh, owned by one of the hosts of this podcast. And Scotty Barnes went off for like 23 points. They blew out the Celtics. It was like the third game of the season. And I was drunk at your bar. And I was like, fuck it. I put like 150 bucks on him to win rookie of the year, at like really good odds. So I would have made like like a thousand bucks or something like that. Anyway, when they switched over the app, they had to settle everybody's futures bets because you had to start clean on this Ontario app. This is like we're getting into the weeds here. Anyway, because of that, they've tried to, like, appease anyone in Ontario who likes to gamble. Uh, So everyone got 250 credits just for, like, signing up. Mm. So... I know Shane loves like a good deal and he was asking me about game one of the playoffs. He's like, Hey, like, are you putting money down? Like, and I got the feeling he might, he might've been asking me to like make a bet for him, like on my app, which I would have. And I told him I would, but I was like, you know, if you sign up for that, you uh, you'll get 250 credits, which is essentially dollars, especially if you win on your bet. I didn't know this at the time. It, it converts to dollars. I thought you would just get to keep anything you won. So let's say you put 250 bucks on something and you won. 2000 bucks, you'd get 2000 minus 250, but it doesn't actually work that way. It turns into real money if you win. So anyway, cut to Shaney boy <laughs> 20 minutes before the start of game one. And I'm taking calls from him. Like I work at the bet three, six, five call center, uh, because he's like, I need to get verified. What's going on. What's happening with the credits. And I was trying to explain it, but I also didn't totally know. Uh, but you got in Shane and you got to make some bets.
3: Yes. Thank you for being my hotline. I know the game was starting and Mike's obviously the biggest <laughs> basketball fan, but I'm internally combusting. Cause this app was so frustrating to use. So I called Mike like three times and it was a little bit, bit like when you deal with a customer service person and you know how they're being recorded for future use so they're always really nice even when you're frustrated to them so i was being (laughs) a little you know (laughs) annoying and mike was being very patient with me so i appreciate that and i eventually got on uh got my 250 credits i it wouldn't let me bet on the raptors for some reason oh it's because you initially need to make a bet of one dollar before it activates so I wanted to bet two hundred fifty on the Raptors to win Game One. I would have won seven hundred dollars, but I had to bet a dollar first to activate the two hundred fifty dollars. So luckily, Raptors lose that game. Mm. I would have lost all my money. Then I get the two hundred fifty bucks, and Mike's like, "Just be patient. Bet on the next Raptors game." I'm like, "Okay," but then Golden State Warriors game starts, and I'm just (laughs) like, "I want to bet this two fifty so bad." So I put one fifty that Denver's going to beat the uh, Golden State Warriors, and then I would win 700 bucks if that happened. I put $50 that Draymond Green would hit a three-pointer. I put another 50 that Aaron Gordon wouldn't hit a (laughs) three-pointer. And then I just hit like a random button, just slapped the keyboard randomly, and it said Denver won't score 25 in one quarter. Obviously, I lost the Denver bet because Golden State won, but Draymond hit a one-three late in the game. Aaron Gordon didn't hit a 3 uh denver didn't score 25 points in a quarter and i won
1: 250 bucks of real
3: money
2: yeah
1: that's awesome are you going to do more gambling then
3: no cashing out immediately i already had my my gambling problem was in my like late teens so i'm (laughs) over it mike's is just starting now so (laughs)
2: he'll learn in a year or two
1: different trajectory (laughs) before we leave what was your gambling problem in, in your late teens i was just uh addicted to sick bow and roulette man
3: <laughs> <laughs> but once you get 17, you know, blacks in a row and you bet for red 17 times in a row and you didn't hedge your bet, and oh, I was in tears. Like it, it was thousands of dollars I lost in one night, which for a 19 year old is a lot of money. And I was quite upset.
2: You know what? You know what? It's funny. This actually reminds me of your, your, um, your ability to get very intense about things and and then mm-hmm. your competitive spirit, although gambling is not necessarily competitive, but I can see you sort mm. of framing it that way in your mind, but one thing we never really talked about was um, last week or the week before, uh, we went to a birthday party for your mom. It was your mom's birthday, mm. Trish. So say happy birthday to, to, to her. Shout out to her. But what was interesting was at this party, we were in chain, childhood home and they have a ping pong table in the basement. Uh, and this is like his home court where he plays ping pong. And- I didn't actually play ping pong because I, like I've seen Shane play before, like at the ballroom and places. And he's actually like incredibly good. And your mom too was like, Oh, like Shane and Tiff, they were competitive. They both like won high school championships. And then Tiff, your sister actually was like, Mike, you want to play ping pong? I'm like, no, I'm like, I just heard about you. You're trying to like, you're trying to, you're, you're a ringer. I don't want to play with you. But when you were playing with a school, and Diggs, it was very intense. And Shane lost game one, Ooh. and then after that, no one could touch him. It's like he locked into a different mode. The problem
3: was, a school has been practicing at this hot sauce facility with Brody Dawson.
2: <laughs> People probably line. know Sean Dawson
3: <laughs> from uh, the real estate agent ad we did for free. We never got paid, and apparently, someone also <laughs> bought a house because of that ad. We still haven't gotten any money from it. But anyway, <laughs> his brother Brody and Rob, they they work at this hot sauce facility. Rob Rob sells bikes there and fixes them and Brody does hot sauce, but they play ping pong. Dawson's hot sauce. We should say Dawson's hot sauce, which is incredible. It's the best. Do we do a free ad for them now? (laughs) Go on. Yeah, but they, (laughs) but they play ping pong for about two or three hours every day. And when I was growing up with Rob, Rob was terrible at ping pong. He like, he didn't know how to serve anything. So for the first 10 points, I was trying to play it easy on him. But he got up to like a 10-1 lead and I start again internally combust and getting really nervous. He ended up beating me 21-19. Every game thereafter, though, I smoked him. Same with Jared. X. You dominated. Yes. You dominated. But it all was
2: right. it was uh it was interesting to see. It was like <laughs> your teenage Shane all over again. Mike,
1: or Max is just bored out of his mind. Sorry, yeah. Max, we, we keep <laughs> no, no, no. something. No, 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 at all. I know I want to wrap up the, the episode with um I can tell with a note from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Sean Dawson Real, <laughs> yeah. Real Estate. Get out of if here. you're looking to buy a house uh, from Niagara to Toronto uh, with a focus on the greater Hamilton region, uh we encourage you to check out Sean S-E-A-N Dawson.homes uh on the internet. And uh he is the man to speak to. He has a better knowledge of of the market than just about anybody you could hope for and he does it all with a nice gentle fine touch is
3: well he's <laughs> <that, laughs> nice gentle fine yeah, touch. that sounds weird <laughs> but yeah. yeah he's you know he's he's very good at what he does he's very honest too he'll, yeah, he'll tell you the handsome, real deal
1: very, very funny, and uh and and knows the market better than anybody you can so, follow him on uh, instagram
3: i believe yeah. yeah he's got the instagram account
1: yeah sean uh, sean dawson and uh yeah i know hamilton's a hot market and uh, so if you can get in there now it's buying, almost as selling. hot as his
3: brother's hot sauce which is also yes. featured on the show hot ones it's very yeah. tasty mm-hmm. in fact for easter my mother-in-law just bought me dawson's hot sauce shawarma sauce which mm. my new addiction yeah very good all right, well, i got all. sucked into that yeah
2: yeah, that's it. That's all. If you want some hot sauce, Dawson's Hot Sauce. If you want to buy a home in the Hamilton or greater area or into Niagara, whatever Max said, go to Sean Dawson for that fine, gentle touch. Um, thanks so much for listening. Leave a comment. Leave a rating. <laughs> fine, uh, gentle touch. Uh, yeah, check the out uh, thebestangpod.com. We got sweaters. We got t-shirts. We got hats. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Guys, this has been a great hang.